December 1, 2023. It's a Watt for Pedro show. Oh, he's just a good musician, man. You know, it's like if you watch, if you work with a guy who who watches the finer points of things, you know, it kind of makes you helps you a little bit to try to watch the finer points sometimes. And little things mean so much in music, like everything else, you know, like the way you build a house, starting with those little things. You get the little things together, and then the whole structure will stand up. If you goof the little things, you know. Man, Same kind of, exp- of, of, a, of a playing experience, playing, say, with Miles now as, as, it, as it was with Monk. Now it's altogether a different thing. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just another, another great experience, you know. But it's slightly a different nature, though. Mm, yes, it's slightly different. And I can't quite explain the difference either, you know. <laughs> Who had you worked with before you worked with Miles when he had the Red and Paul and Philly Joe? Who had you been with before that? Well, you want the whole string of? <laughs> <laughs> you can't like saying. <laughs> so, man, let's see. Another, I, I know one thing is for sure and certain. You work with an awful lot of people. Yeah, I did. Happy Friday! Start off the show, John Coltrane, talking to August Bloom. 
1958, about working with different people. Then we had Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends doing I'm Nervous. And through magic of them, Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me. Daisy and Kate, you're in Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. And then Conan, where you at? Up the bay? Uh, Milwaukee, back in Milwaukee. Back now. in Milwaukee, okay. See, the magic is Skype. We can do this kind of shit, people. Okay, since new to the show is Daisy and Kate, and I want to know about their journey through music. So, Daisy, you go first. Bring your earliest musical memory, please. Earliest musical memory is my parents playing in country bands and sitting in bars with people smoking. That's my earliest musical memory. And... uh, the pad you grew up in was there musical instrument? I, I understand you don't go, get on drums till you're thirty. Yeah, something like that. I played bass and and uh, uh, yeah, drum okay. Because I was going to ask you, did you play something else before you came to drums? Yeah, I played bass for a really really long time. And then well, I, well, let's get way back after after the bars and country music. Uh, were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that at school? I was actually kicked out of the choir because I could not sing. I was literally, as a child, asked to not attend the choir. And what was the first record you bought with your own money? It was the Smashing Pumpkins record, Siamese Dream. It's okay. What was the first gig you saw? The first, including like my parents playing in country bands or like a real real. Oh, they actually played in the band. So you come from musical families. Oh, yeah. They played, they were like backing bands in the 70s to like. Like has like at that time like has been washed up like fifties like rock and roll and country stars. That's what my parents did. That was their no. Job. They didn't want you. Did they want you to get into the family business? Absolutely not. I was heavily dissuaded from that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so there was like no fucking piano in the living room. I got piano lessons and stuff, but it was kind of like this is. This oh, is you did part. have a piano. That's what uh, you, yes. there was one in the house, and so you had to go through the or was it an ordeal? Yeah, it was an ordeal. And, I was not very talented, you know. Now, how'd you end up on the fucking bass? Um, I wanted to be in in good bands, and they all always needed a bass player, and I liked it. I just liked playing it; it just felt good. So, I always ended up playing bass, and then because I kind of played piano and guitar before that, but I wasn't very good, and bass made a little. Well, work. how'd you get on piano and guitar? Oh, I just I sucked at it. I just wasn't very good. Now, how'd you get it. into it? Uh, listening to records, just and my mom played piano, so I picked up some from her. Ah, okay. Even though they were dissuading you. Yeah, exactly. Like they they presented it more as like a fun hobby or like a good way to like learn like how to think about two things at once or have you know what's it called like increased uh, you know flexibility like mentally and stuff like that. I don't think they're really now, that, now the, the school these weren't school bands like bands of school this is after school not graduate but in the afternoon the garage band basement band bedroom band that kind of thing correct exactly i wasn't talented enough to be welcomed in any kind of jazz band or marching band or anything like that well what were these bands like can you can you remember any of them do you remember your first gig i do i was in a band with my next door neighbors, we had a band that was called Red Giant that kind of 
wasn't it wasn't very good, but it was it was just like a loud rock band. And then I started a band called Iron that actually lasted for about ten years with a lot of my friends. It was kind of a like industrial kind of post punk like weirdo. But it metal was your band. band. Yeah. And does that yeah, mean you wrote the material? We all wrote together. I wrote probably thirty percent of it or so. But it's can you remember the first song you wrote? Oh boy. I genuinely can't. Okay. Okay. I think I wrote a bunch at once. They were all not good. Okay, I want to uh, play some lung here. Anyone else?
Thank you.
Rock right. for Pedro show. What? Started that chunk of music off with Long doing anyone else. After that was Eugene Chadbourne with Heavy Metal Kid Down the Block. Oliver Mann and Stefano Palia with Diamond. Woo doing the extended version of Dobbins Lost His Coconuts. Hellmore Flames with The Great Commandment. Split Red. Stevie was on the show Wednesday. This was his band, and we had a tune left over. So here's one. It's called Cuban Heels. Post-Homal Hubris Jazz with Side 6 Excerpt. Randolph, Eugene. Position Normal with Part 10 of 10 of their Whistle Conversion. Thomas Prendon with Microwave Radio Wars. Finally, Conan Neutron and the Secret Fans with Criminal Hypnosis. Kate, please bring your earliest musical memory. Uh, when I was like, when I was really young, I remember just like hearing my dad playing piano and yeah, just him just making stuff up on the piano and just playing other stuff too. So you grew up in a house with musical instruments. Did you jump on that piano? Oh, yeah, I tried. I banged on it. I never really... Did you have to go through the ordeal of piano lessons? I, like, briefly took piano lessons, but I never practiced, and they caught on to that, and so that stopped. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, yeah, she doesn't practice this instrument. Let's, let's, not, let's not waste her time. I've had guests on the show, they've almost quit music because of the piano lesson ordeal. Yeah, I just didn't want to practice now, I don't it. know if it's the ordeal itself. I think it's the teacher. Some of them are not cut out to do that kind of work. That's just my like, guess. Yeah. So yeah, what record did you buy first with your own money? Uh, no doubt, Tragic Kingdom. And what was the first gig you saw? Uh, Scissor Sisters. And were you in the school choir or marching band or shit like that? No, I was I was more of a theater geek. So I, I did a lot well, of Well, how'd music. you get on the fucking cello? Um, I played cello. I started cello when I was, like, younger and then uh, got tendonitis in my wrist and quit for a while. Yeah, but, but the yeah. cello, where, that was a school thing, wasn't it? I mean, I'm just it's guessing I wasn't there. No, I was actually, uh, my sister played piano, and this was, like, early on, and I was jealous of her and wanted to play music, and my parents didn't want us playing the same thing. So they took me to a string store, and, and I took a violin, and I sat down with it, and they're like, well, yeah, you can't sit down with a violin, but you can sit down with a cello. So, so then I, I played cello when I was younger. Why can't you sit down with a violin? Because, like, well, you can't, like, put it between, you can't, like, you know how cellos, they're, like, in your legs, and it's just really comfy. Yeah, I understand that, but I can yeah. still see you sitting down and playing violin. I don't know. That's just what they told me. So okay. That's, that's, yeah, I understand I that. You kind of have to with cello, but I think with violas, too. Uh, yeah, even though it's on your chin or it's on your arm. You know, Spotsky feel, played uh, fiddle. Huh? Uh, Spotsky yeah. played uh, viola, but he played it on his arm like a fiddle, so he called it fidola. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean, anyway... Mine is not the reason why. Uh, so you, you took this outside of school. 
So you you were, uh, yeah, under the tutelage of an outside teacher. So even though it wasn't a piano teacher, it was a cello teacher. Was a good t- uh, cello teacher? Yeah, she was great. She was awesome. I, yeah, and then, uh, and then I quit for a while and then started back up when uh, I was in school and someone needed a backup cellist for their band, so I hopped in. Well, but we're talking like in the afternoon, basement band, bedroom band, garage band. Yeah, it was like a, it it was a in undergrad, so it was just sort of like, yeah, basement band kind of vibes. And undergrad, my, my so you were at college. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, how did Lung come together? Um, I uh, I. I had started writing music for just cello and singing, and I was going through some weird times where I wanted it to be heavier. Like, I, I couldn't, you know, when you try to play a bunch of instruments with your feet and with your cello, you know, you try to do all of it and it doesn't work. And uh, I was talking to Daisy, who was my friend and who was bartending, and I was like, I, I, yeah, basically, I just asked if we could jam. Also, we had played in, a, we had done a residency with, Daisy's other band, Baybridge, where I played cello with them, and it, that was really, really fun. But Daisy was so. in that band? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my wife's band. It was this kind of, like, arty sludge metal kind of band that didn't last very long, but it was really fun. And we did a residency where we had a different singer every week for a month, and Kate was one of the singers, and it went really well. And then that band broke up, and then we kept doing long. So Lung comes out of that, but it's not just singing, it's also cello. Was was cello yeah. in the other band? No, just singing? Only when Kate played that one time, but no, it was like, it was just guitar bass. Oh, I understand, residency, so it was like her turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we hopped on and collaborated. Do you remember the first Lung gig? I do. Oh, yeah, I do too. It was at a bar in our scene with our friends in this band called Dog Yop, and they're great, but our music isn't really similar at all, so we were playing to a bunch of country <laughs> fans, which we actually go over okay in some of those crowds, but but it was funny because we didn't know how to do any of our shit, and, and everything was feeding back and chaos, and it was fun. It was fun, but it was chaotic. We were not the most appropriate opener. We were, we were not an appropriate opener. Uh, you mean that, that one gig? Mm-hmm. And, okay, and, and what would... What'd you play? How'd you get the stuff ready? Well, we just like, we were just making stuff up together in a practice room and it was just a really, really good time. And one time we were like, let's just play a gig and see, see how it goes. So, so yeah, you had, you had recorded yet or anything? No, we hadn't. No. We, we kind of were sporadic starting. Like we, we played, we played together for a little bit and then stopped playing for like five months and then randomly started again and then did a show pretty shortly after just like threw stuff together and what's the process like does each person have their own tunes are there demos we we collaborate in a lot of different ways like it's sometimes i'll come with a song pretty much like all fully ideated or whatever but then other times daisy will start in the practice room with like a drum beat and then I'll come up with something with it and we'll just, and then like, and then other times we'll write stuff online back and forth. Like I'll send cello parts and Daisy will like move them around and then add drums and then I'll throw in vocals, you know? So it's, 
it's a pretty like flowy process of, you know, we're always changing the way we write. Okay. okay. And then you became quite a touring band, right? Yeah. After our first show, I jokingly said to Daisy, Oh, we should quit our jobs and go on tour. And then the next day Daisy was like, Hey, were you serious? Like, would you quit your job and, and downgrade and figure it out and go on tour? Cause we could do that. And I was like, yeah. So then I quit my job. I moved into a tiny room and Daisy booked our first tour and we toured on a little four track demo. So you did make demos. Okay. Yeah. After the, after the first gig or yeah, yeah. we played. Okay. And then I guess it was the geo, right? It was the goat. So how did you meet Conan? Because I want to talk about this release here. What, what's this called? A split album? Yeah. Adult Prom, yeah. So, Conan, you could come in on this, too. Now, how 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 did Long and Secret Friend Conan merge happen? Well, we we first, they first came to my attention at a thing, like an all-weekend thing with lots of bands playing that we played also. And there was sort of a number of bands that had a similar sound, which is, you know, really heavy and rah, rah, kind of dudes yelling music. And so in comes Lung, who are fantastic, but uh, also just very different than these other bands. So they immediately came to my attention. And then we sort of struck up a friendship, uh, played a couple shows together, uh, including an actual adult prom, which is a story in and of itself. And we just were the exact same kind of music nerds, liked each other's music. And then what's an adult prom? Oh, it's a mess. It's a delightful mess. It's like a bunch of adults and there's a buffet and there's like a DJ in between bands and the adults just get like more and more hammered through the night and like and are just like until they're until they're grinding to like anything that's playing. And there's bands playing. Yeah, it was very strange, but fun. And and how adult are the adults? Yes. Yeah, they're all yes. adults. Yeah, but how adult? Like 50s, 60s, 70s? 50s through 70s. But maybe they were, I think the youngest was probably 36. What oh, I'd say wow. about this, Watt, is that there was a lot of babysitters employed that evening. Okay. Is the, is the way to put it. And it's in Alton, Illinois, too. Not even St. Louis. Alton. Alton, Illinois. Alton, yeah, where Miles Davis was born. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's a statue of the world's tallest Boy Scout there. <laughs> well, in what the I middle of town, believe it or not, there was a fucking guitar store in this guy's backyard called Hopper's Hobby. That's how I know about this, because when you play St. Louis, in the old days before internet, you, you would buy guitars in stores. People didn't know what they had, so you could buy a Mikano yeah. on tour. Yeah. Now, I didn't have the Jones so much, but people I played with did, so we'd have to check out these stores. That's how I know about Alton. But I also read so, the Miles uh, Quincy Troop book. So we had a whole tour's worth of experience in one evening, and that was the actual adult prom. And I think it was Daisy. I think you were the one who suggested that as the title. And I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, you Pretty mean much. it wasn't called that? That was you guys' title for it. No, the the event was called Adult Prom, but that was almost an homage to that oh, event, okay. which was our big bonding experience. Like, we played with each other before, right? But it, it, that was the one that kind of made us true band BFFs. Well, how did you guys end up t- together on that? What, what, what fates brought that, made that happen? I think what happened there was a, a friend of mine in the St. Louis area was like, my friend Renee was like, 
hey, I want to do this like kind of like half like dress up prom kind of show that's for charity. I was like, that's a cool idea. And, and they were like, hey, will you come play? I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And then at some point it kind of spit like snowballed into more of a prom than a show. And those two elements sort of were, as Conan said, kind of antagonistic with each other. But then Conan was like, hey, we're coming. You know, they, they, he somehow told me that they were they needed a show on tour. And I was like, well, do you want to play this weird show? Like, we'll split our whatever hundred bucks with you or whatever. And he and pretty much immediately Conan was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's how that happened. Well, because I'm thinking about high school and prom in my world. It was like, fuck that shit. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was kind of a weird phenomenon for a little bit. You know about the, you know when we're going to high school, all, all of us probably can share this experience. There's people that we're going to school with. They're about peaking, right? Seventeen, eighteen years old. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's as good as it ever gets for them. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. for a few years where people would try and do like punk rock proms. I don't know if this ever touched your world, Mike, but like no, no. Yeah, it was, I, was, I graduated Peter Ohio in 1976, so it was right when yeah. the movement was happening. It's not my thing, but I mean, it's something people did. Like in the late 90s, early 2000s, there would be like punk shows in the spring where everybody would dress up, and I thought it was weird, but that did happen for a while. So, Also, side note about the prom, I think I'm remembering this right, that there was a big fight at the end because someone was running around like, popping balloons yes like there was a fight like an actual fight between the person (laughs) popping balloons and everyone else and it got really really heated and it felt very surreal there were some uh veterans there that were saying they were getting ptsd from all the balloons getting popped and like i said it was a whole tour's worth of experience in in one evening yeah uh, and we kind of walked into it being like, all right, this isn't our deal. We're going to be kind of like turd in the punch bowl here, but let's just do our thing and have a, and have a good story out of it. And Did it you... ended up not being the case. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Conan was the prom king. Well, the fight part didn't sound too good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really – it didn't really escalate to punching, but uh, someone was ejected and uh, <laughs> it was very now, now, like most proms, there's got to be a queen, right, and a fucking like football guy who – Wins her or something, right? I, I seized like the prom crown during our. Sets, oh, okay. There which, was there which... was a crown, okay. <laughs> but I seized it. It wasn't it wasn't given to me. I, I took it and said someone had to pay the iron price if they wanted it back. But <laughs> whoa, whoa! And what was it? Was it like aluminum foil? I mean, was it uh, kind? Was it fucking festooned? Uh, you know, it was like you know jewels encrusted like... kind of Queen Elizabeth shit. Yeah, it wasn't like real jewels, I don't think, but, okay. but it was, you know, pretty decent looking. Like uh, Juju Beast inside aluminum foil or something. I'm using my imagination here, Conan. The, the production value for this event was pretty good. I just wish the PA was as good as the production value. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. It was a little bit toy, unfortunately. Yeah, a little bit toy. Okay, we're at the end of the first hour, December 1. 2023 edition Wapito Show. Special guest Conan, Neutron, and Long. Old Tag for Hour 2. December 1, 2023. It's the second hour of the Wapito Show.
off for Pedro's show. Start off the second hour with Conan, Neutron, and the Secret Friends, Drew, and We Were Wolves. Then we had Carl M. V. Wah out of Brighton, England, with an ice palace. Research Defense Squad after that with an excerpt of Gilgamesh and Bechtis God. Finally, Lung, The Impossible Task. Conan, I know some of these songs. We played some of these songs, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you do. And I think you even played our version of The Impossible Task because on this, on this release, we covered each other's songs. So I'm Nervous is a Lung cover that we did, and they covered uh, The Impossible Task, which is on our Dark Passengers record, which I think you played on the I show. think I played when you were on, right? Yeah, I, yeah I, absolutely. I'm, okay, well, tell me how this record comes. Okay, the, the record comes out of this gig, right? This prom gig. Yeah, and then we, you know, we just keep up. Like, we have, like, similar senses of humor and appetite for absurdist rock and roll activities. And, uh, you know, we play shows together. And it it, it kind of gestated for a while, I would say, a couple of years. It was, like, but, four years. Yeah. And then when we came time to talk about the artwork, we have the same – you'll appreciate this, Watt. Yeah. We not only have Econolines, we have the same 2006 Ford Econolines, the exact same model. Wow. We, I, you know, mine got donated back in February. I know, so, man. That's such a bummer. So now I'm in a train because they stopped in 2014. They stopped making. I know. Line, so, so I got a Transit 150. But okay. So the covers are our vans. They're paintings of our vans. The so the art, I know the artwork's important, but what about the material? Because this is what I'm getting at. Why? Because I've heard the I've heard this Conan stuff. So the, it was repurposed. No, no, those are just singles for that, basically. Like we're trying to okay, we're trying to get okay. it out into the world before the record came out. Okay, okay, okay. But but with you in the lung with Daisy and Kate, you just you guys decided, well, let's do each other's music, right? Yeah, I mean we like those there's kind of a tradition of when you really like a band, you know, you yeah. do a cover of, of their song. It's not gonna sound like them, hopefully, because you got your own voice, right? So you know what? Cool. All shouldn't all like covers not really be top 40 covers. They should be like kind of interpretations, right? Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it's fucking karaoke, right? <laughs> yes. It's bu- kind of bullshit. You know, you know, in the old days, there was a lot of that. There still is. There still is. People, you know, the, the, I, uh, people bragging about being in cover bands. I would be so fucking yeah, that's, ashamed. <laughs> you know? that's that was the ball. greatest thing about the movement. I remember this cat, We actually the drummer of the weirdos was from Pedro and this guy was telling us there's a thing up in West Hollywood there's a the scene where people write their own I, I'm sure you how fucking pathetic shit was in the 70s there's a scene where people write their own songs we were like yeah <laughs> we couldn't fucking believe it. yeah you don't know how things have changed I mean it was terrible it still is bad but I mean it was even worse so you know this idea and then we see these bands you know the first band we saw was the Bags and I looked at Dee Boone, I said, we can do this, you know. You could tell these cats were just starting out, but they weren't afraid to try out their own music. I, I thought it was so fucking right on to, mm-hmm. to do that. And why, 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 but, it, but with you guys, I mean, this is friends coming together, uh, re, uh, repurposing each other's music. So how did you know which tunes did you choose from the other band or was was would the other band yeah. give you, I want you to do this, man. It sounds neat if you would try this or, or uh, tell me about that. 
Well, I'll field it first because when they had their uh, Come Clean Right Now record come out and I heard I'm Nervous, the first thing I thought is, oh, wow, this is this is one of my favorite songs by them. It also kind of sounds a little bit like a song that I'd write. And yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and in fact, I thought it was a Conan song. <laughs> you know? and, and then... Yeah, that's so we worked trip. it up and we started playing it on tour and it was super fun. And we got to back announce, hey, that's a cover from one of our favorite bands, uh, the band Lung. You know, we get to kind of like. Give well, them well, some props. of these you actually played on, right? Yeah. Like oh, Kate yeah, sings. Yeah, yeah. So, not until the sure. third hour, I think. Kate sings on one in the third hour. But uh, you guys all, all played on their big hard rock one, right? With Cash yeah, so there's, there's a. Uh, Kate and I do a duet. On fridging on our side, fridging, and then on fridging, the, that's right. And our and on their side, me and Tony and Dale all are uh, contribute some tracks to their um, to their their song. What, what what which one's that? That's anyone else? Anyone else? Okay, okay, okay. So that that's how that's how we picked. I'm nervous. Tell me just, about I, Cash Machine. So Cash Machine is a song by a band called Two Ton Boa, which I love. Yeah, yeah, because that's not Conan or Love. No. So, exactly. so how does that figure into this fucking scheme? I think this record, we were just sort of like, you know, with splits, you sort of, you just sort of pick a bunch of stuff that like you really are into that might not like, well, I don't know. I think we... the way that that happened was originally going to Neutron, the secret friends were going to do a cover of the band, the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, we did. And then I was, then there was discussion about a, a cover we could do. And I wanted to do a two, two ton boa cover. I was not ballsy enough to say cash machine, but Conan actually suggested cash machine. And we took the challenge to kind of rework the song because it's a great song. And it's, you know, I love the original version, but we kind of retooled it a little bit. Which is and, what and you want to do, right? We were just talking about that. Yeah, you want to interpret it. It's, this is the exactly. long interpretation. Okay, let's listen. Cash machine. Something's cracked.
been so broad brushed and beaten upon by my critics and my enemies. It is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that Christian media should be abolished. Ever since the incident at PTL and we assumed that dual responsibility of the ministry in Charlotte and of course the continuing ministry here in West Virginia, I've never been so broad brushed and beaten upon by my critics and my enemies. We need revival in America, and I believe America can have revival. One way we can take a stand for revival in America is to close down the churches. Christian media should be abolished. This is a time to stand up and be counted. I want everywhere you go to say Christian media should be abolished. This is a time to shut down Christian television. I want everywhere you go to say shut down Christian television or eliminate the gospel or close down the churches. This is a time to stand up and speak out. I want everywhere you go to say close down the churches. This is a time to stand up and speak out. We need revival in America, and I believe America can have revival. One way we can take a stand for revival in America is to hold down the churches. This is a time to shut down Christian television or eliminate the gospel of hold down the churches. 
I want everywhere you go to say Christian media should be abolished. It is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that Christian media should be abolished ever since the incident at PTL and shut down Christian television or eliminate the gospel or close down the churches. This is a time to stand up and be counted. It is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that Christian media should be abolished Ever since the incident at PPL, and we assumed that dual responsibility of the ministry in Charlotte, of course, the continuing ministry here in Lynchburg, Virginia, I've never been so broad-brushed and beaten upon by my critics and my enemies. It is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted. The press is trying to beat our brains out and tell us that it is a time for God's people to stand up and be counted.
from Pedro Show. That chunk of music start off long doing Cash Machine. Two Dutton Boa original. Sky Furrows, brand new. Cove of Grosny. L7 after that. L7 with letters, not with numbers, people. This isn't the SoCal band. This is the one Larissa had before she had Laughing Hyenas with John. And uh, the third, what are they called? Third Man? Nashville. They, they, they put this out. Maniac. It's a tune. Mazinga out of Ann Arbor with This Is Fine, live, June 4, 2023. Little Dougie with Eliminate the Gospel. Party Nerves with Jackie Dracula. Party Nerves. <laughs> what a name for a band, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? Party Nerves. <laughs> and finally, Pastor Lung. Now, is Pastor Conan song? No, that's our song. It's a... So, okay, now let me get this. So you did some of your songs, too? Yeah, Yeah, the Pastor, Anyone Else, Luck... Or what's the the other... um, Okay, so what's what's the concept of this record again? Just, you guys are on the same record, but it's not really us doing other people's... The other band's song. Yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place, right? The concept is... To be all over the place and do good music that we love. But there is a lung side and there is a Conan side. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. And yeah, there was a cover of the band, the other, the band on the other side. Yeah. A collab song, and then it was going to be one cover of another band, but we, 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 we dumped the one that we had for dumb reasons. Anyway, whatever. It, it wasn't. No, what happened? Tell me what happened. I'm into. It this. wasn't going to be ready in time. It's either that, or we have to wait another year for the record to come out. So oh, I said, we don't want that. Yeah, and, and okay, so pastor is a long, long song. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, the cover they did of ours is the impossible task, which I think is amazing. It's it's beautiful. I, I we, love well, it. Well, we played and, that last chunk of music. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and did, that was did, did, did they have to? Let, let me ask you this, Conan. Did they have? Was it like totally them doing a version? listening to what you had or did they ask for hey what are those chords what are those lyrics no they they did it all they did it all themselves and for well because i asked that because sometimes you get it wrong right and it doesn't mean it's going to be lame remember uh, that i remember when i covered jimmy's song you know excuse me why i kiss this guy (laughs) (laughs) well jimmy wasn't jimmy wasn't upset he wasn't upset kate and daisy could probably ask uh, probably, you could probably ask them, and they could probably come up with a with, with a better because they they that song is basically a riff delivery system in our version, but they only play the riff for like the last second and a half. And yeah, end, yeah, which well, I think is hilarious. <laughs> but but, like but that that happens with interpretations, right? We're, we're not talking about it. like copycat. Yeah, we were kind of thinking about like the Cat Power cover of a uh, the Rolling Stones song. Well, they were kind of like changes the context completely. Like a PJ Harvey version, you know, like in Rid of Me, how it's so quiet and it gets all loud. Like we were going through and listening to all the songs and we were originally going to do a different one. And then what? I was hearing that one and I was like, oh, what if we brought it down real quiet and then made it big? Like, well, I know that- Tony is big part of Conan's thing and you guys ain't got a bass, but the cella covers a pretty big wide spectrum right bass it's the whole voice yeah i i'm biased but that's why i like i mean that's one of the reasons i like cello is it's so you can do a lot of different things at the same time it goes way down and here's the other thing because we're in the fourths kind of thing our 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 our, our total cluster is more centered 
and a lot more drama between the strings on the cello and violin and stuff like that. Yeah, that, the only weird thing is the way you have to play it sitting down between your legs. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> that's all right. You know, I'm sitting down these days because uh, fucked up knees. We're at the MSSV. end of the second hour. That's right. Hey, at least I got my hands. In fact, my hands are in better shape than they ever have been. Cut down uh-huh. sugar, people. No aspirin. No ibuprofen. The whole tour I just did. Uh, December 1, 2023. Special guest Conan Long. Hold tight fire three. December 1, 2023. It's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro show.
with the black trench coat Heads full of blood They call them nine lives Pedro show start off the third hour with Long doing Kingpin Platting Pop after that with Incubation uh, Carter Jasada 
lot of pun rock, right? You take the K out of punk and you got pun rock. Black Trench Coat 2. Don't want to know what Black Trench Coat 1 is like. Brendan Etter Ensemble after that with Your Bliss and then Lung with Fucked Up Darling. Fucked Up Darling's a Lung original also, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are two Lung originals. And, and you were... Uh, Kingpin's a Fucked Up Douche guy. Uh, the target of your analysis, your lyrical... And then Fucked Up Darling, that's kind of uh, empathetic? Uh, Fucked Up Darling, I wrote it a while ago. It's sort of like when you're in a relationship that's all, like, you know, the lyrics are kind of like what it's about. It's sort of, you know, we're all... Well, let's say I'm Daisy and you bring me this song. Do you have to explain it? Huh? Let's say I'm Daisy and you bring me this song. Do you have to explain it or do you just play it for me? No, because Daisy knows what's going on in my life and who I'm dating at the time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, but... but, Yeah, I usually know already. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And then you try to like uh, uh, find music parts to like, you know, go along with them feelings. Well, uh, with that one, it was just sort of usually when I'm just writing like music, the the lyrics and the sometimes the lyrics and the cello come out just at the same time, and that one it was sort of like just a quick a quick write. It just all came out. Yeah, that one, the song was really quick. We wrote, that is actually a really old song. Like, that's almost as old as our band. That's and like, like, yeah, two, 2018. And like, earlier than that. But like... Do you remember the first Lung song? Yeah, Bottom of the Barrel. Cause that's, that was the first that's, one? that's not wow. on this, right? Okay. Nope, it's old. It's too old. It's, it's old. But, but the like oldest it. one of this batch is Fucked Up Darling? Yeah. Yeah, I think that and anyone else are around the same time. And then... Kingpin and I, and Pastor were almost brand new when we recorded them, and like we wrote those whenever we recorded this, and they just fit. They all seemed to fit, so we stuck them all together. Right, and also like Conan required your services, right? Hey, I want to make this fucking collab record, with him. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we don't want to wait another fucking year. <laughs> when he got slight, ready, right? In Conan's slight defense, I think originally he wanted to do a split seven inch, and I like seven inches, but like I feel like the thing about a split LP is you kind of get a little extra space to explore stuff you that doesn't necessarily work on your record. So it's like you can kind of go a little nuttier. So right. I was like, let's take let's do an LP and not a seven inch. Which I thought was cool because we recorded more stuff when we recorded the computer and uh misplaced optimism, the doomed and the dangerous nomenclature stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then then that's when it came into why don't we do a collaboration song too? On both sides. And, yeah, yeah, you know, right now, right, the way people are using the internet, uh, they're trading files, right, to do collabs. Because I think in the older days, you actually had to be in the room with the guys, right, and record. Yeah. And, yeah, right? And so, although I, I will say this, you know, the first Dose album, me and Kay did that by trading four-track cassettes in the mail. This is 1985, <laughs> right? That's We're sending amazing. cassettes in the mail. But it's actually the same idea. Just what a little slower. <laughs> Just a little slower. What if I got lost in the mail? Uh, well, it never happened to us. They they always made it there, and uh, we had the both the same kind of a TAC two forty four machines, and it didn't end up the record. It was kind of like the, the getting the songs ready, but that, that's how we did it yeah, because yeah. she had a, a what do you call the internship at Yale, so we we're on the other side of the country. But you know, 
how many of these were were there where you guys like traded the files did that did that way there was only a couple right just for gene and uh, anyone else i think yeah. right Exactly. Okay. What and about this wild game. antics too? This is Conan, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? What do you want to know about it? I mean, I'm like you. Uh, the title comes first, and this and the the lyrics come afterwards. So I have the right, idea. But, of but this ain't got no lung people, right? No, no. That's just us. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with lung people is Frigid, right? That's got Kate. Right. Yeah. But wild antics was just I like that phrase. Just yeah. like how I like criminal hypnosis. I thought was hilarious, and like, and I just wrote a song based on that, and. I really like both those. You know, antics, it, it was kind of like shorthand for like kind of vaudeville showbiz talk. Like it's the yeah. shit you're supposed to do on stage, right? Antics. Yeah, it's like foolish, outrageous <laughs> behavior. You know, it's a, and then of course, so the video is, it, there's a video of it, right? Because we make these videos. Mark Borchardt, American movie, he uh, made the video for it. And it's literally just me acting the fool for like two and a half minutes. So Yeah, some people would call it banter. But I guess it's, sure. it's it's actual physical manipulations of the hands or whatever. Antics are more than spiel, right? They're kind of yeah, kind of uh, a Mick Jagger being like a chicken or rooster or some shit. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That's antics, right? Well, let's listen to Wild Antics. <laughs>
If you've ever stole a pheasant egg behind the keeper's back, if you've ever snagged the washing from the line, if you've ever crammed a gander in your standard issue pack, you will understand this little song of mine. For the service rules are hard, and from such we are debarred. But the same with English morals does not suit. Well, they'll call a man a robber if he stuffs his marching clobber with the loot. Oh, the loot. To native edgeways when he's thrusting for your life You must leave him very careful where he fell And thank your stars and gators if you didn't feel his knife That you ain't told off to bury him as well Then the sweating Tommies wonder as they spade the beggars under Why looting should be entered as a crime my song you'll hear I will teach you plain and clear How to pay yourself for fighting over time Where's the loop? Oh, the loop Oh, the lovely loop That's the thing to make the boys get up and shoot It's the same with dogs and men If you make them come again Clap them forward with a loop, loop Hacking round a gilded Burmese god That his eyes are very often precious stones And if you treat a native to a dose of cleaning rod Then he's like to show you everything he owns When he won't produce no more Pour some water on that floor Where you hear it answer hollow to the boot when the ground begins to sink, shove your bayonet in that chink, and you're sure to touch the loop, loop, loop. Oh, the loop, oh, the loop, oh, the lovely loop. That's the thing to make the boys get up and shoot. It's the same with dogs and men. If you make them come again, clap them forward with a loop, loop, loop. To house your hunting, you must always work in pairs. It halves the game, but safer you will find. For a single man gets bottled on those twisty, wisty stairs. When the woman comes and clobs him from behind. When you turn them inside out, and it seems beyond a doubt, as if there weren't enough to dust a flute. Before you sling your hook at the housetops, take a look For it's underneath the tiles they stash the loot Oh the loot, oh the loot, oh the lovely loot That's the thing to make the boys get up and shoot It's the same with dogs and men, if you make them come again Clap them forward with a loot, loot, loot
square a sergeant and a quartermaster too If you only take the proper way to go I could never keep my pickings But I've taught you all I knew Don't you ever say I told you so So now I'll bid goodbye Before I'm getting rather dry And I see another tuning up to toot So here's a good luck to those That wear the widow's clothes And the devil send them all they want of loot Yeah, the loot, oh the loot All that lovely loot In the tunic, the mess tin And the boot It's the same with dogs and men If you make them come again Clap them forward with a loot
Left for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start that chunk off with Conan Neutron's Secret Friends doing Wild Annex. And off-air people, we were pondering this, uh, yeah, Wild Ant, you know, it's sort of like assless chaps, right? What other kind are there? Benedict Edwards after that with Luke. Steve McKay, Brother Steve McKay. Search uh, 126 months with him in the Stooges. Cardinal Kitchen, this was something he did before where Ig really dug and asked him to play on Funhouse. Called Death City. This is summer of 1969, Canterbury House in Ann Arbor. I think he ended up getting Ig's job at the record store. Uh, Tomorrow Comes the Harvest with Peace Pipe. I always wanted a song called Peace Pipe. And finally, Conan, Neutron, and Secret Friends doing Fridgin. And this has got Kate singing with you. Yeah. So did you have the song already done and then Kate came aboard? No, actually. So I, when I put this together and we recorded it, I envisioned that it would be a duet. So we did the music, and uncharacteristically, the lyrics weren't finished. So Kate and I collabed on the lyrics, and we were both sort of not apprehensive, but a little nervous because, like, you don't never know how that's going to work out when when you work with someone. I think we got together on Skype, didn't we, Kate, to work it out? I think you actually you sent me the track, and then I just sat down in my kitchen and wrote the wrote my part to it. Like, I thought yeah. the melody that you had written, and then I, like, you you sort of told me the vibe of the song and the direction and had the idea that it could be, like, from the from the person who's, like, being fridged or whatever, their point of view, and then I just sort of, like, sat on my kitchen floor and recorded it in the morning and sent it to you. It's fridged yeah, like, being, is, it's fridged like it's, being ghosted. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, how uh, in those shows with, like, it's like a mystery drama, there's a bunch of dudes who, like, are solving the mystery and then there's always the extras who are like frozen women who are like abused and killed and they're like it's basically like a, a commentary on like how women are often just used as like the dead person in a, in was a it, show. Wasn't there a, a detective, a lady? Yeah, Nancy Drew, right? Nancy Drew. Oh, Nancy Drew. I legally wanted to change my name to Nancy Drew as a child. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> they weren't the passive victims. They were actually the finder-outers, yeah. 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 So, so we're, what we're saying, fridged is is probably the only real collab where you're actually writing together. Yeah, that was the one where, like, I mean, Conan wrote all the music, but uh, I jumped in and did some. Did yeah, like uh, Rogers and Hammerstein thing. It, it, it's like yeah. from two perspectives too, like uh, some Velvet Morning or something. But it's about fridging, which, yeah, it, it's like like Kate was saying, it's just a female character being killed off or depowered or, or something horrible happening to her to basically have the male character of something to avenge or solve or something. And so it's from the perspective of uh, two people with that. And that was just, I think, cause when I think of duets, they've all been done, right? Islands in the stream. We've heard it. <laughs> so like with the, uh, the lady from B 52s. Oh yeah. With the uh, candy, 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 yeah, candy, yeah. candy. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I think her name was Kate or Cindy. Kate Pearson. Yeah, Kate Pearson. Kate Pearson. That's it. It's Kate Pearson. I can't believe you want to change your name to Nancy Drew. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, and I was really, really. I well, was you know, long. for those days, she was a powerful because you didn't have a lot of ladies like that. But no, she was like a good that. role model, and she was yeah. she was such a it was such a good book series. And then you know, I just wanted to be. Nancy you know, Drew. there was an older lady like her, right? Agatha Christie's. Uh, Agatha. What was her name? Miss Marple. She, yeah, she would Marple. she would solve the crime by like relating the, the the dilemma to her town. Hey, that reminds me of the mailman, and uh, that reminds me <laughs> of the milkman, or some shit. Yeah, that's how she'd always. My mom liked that shit. 
Well, look, man, any more from you guys? Any more collabs? Maybe next time, maybe you guys share writing all the tunes. I mean, that'd be great. Oh, I, I was let me happy. fucking plant that fucking seed. I'm, I'm anytime, anywhere. I, I, okay. I love Lung dearly, as does everyone in the band. And it was a joy to do this. And, and then we got to play all these shows Absolutely. on the West Coast. Absolutely. We love you too, Conan. Okay, well, look, you guys do another one. Come on. But also, any Conan material, any Lung material, you just tell me. You're, the invite's open for all you. Be on Watt Pedro show anytime, any, how, anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Watt. Thank you. Really, absolute big love. And uh, keep that keel in the water. People, it's been December 1, 2023 edition. Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.